Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. And here we go. Once again, that's the sound of rock cracking. You've got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. And we're glad to have you. The election is on our doorsteps. This is the last show before you go vote. Some of you have already voted. It's very important to get out and vote because we have to get Donald J. Trump reelected. And in today's show, we are shining more light on the Biden family corruption. Yes, last week we had a show with Rick Gates that brought up all kind of corruption, alleged corruptions, real corruptions. And we'll continue on with Mike McCormick, who was the vice presidential stenographer several years when vice president Biden was at the White House under President Obama, and he has put together some information, and we want to hear about it, because you're not going to hear about it anywhere else, but right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, so I'm telling you now to tell your friends and neighbors, send this link home after you listen to this show. Nobody, nobody in their right mind would vote for Joe Biden to be your next president. You talk about swamp creatures as president trump has been draining the swamp this is one swamp creature that's gotten bigger and bigger and the corruption and what he represents in 47 years of doing nothing but being a part of the washington dc swamp that's joe biden and his family and now we are going to shine some light on it with mike mccormick before we do let me just play this clip from just this past few days of our new Supreme Court Justice, Amy Coney Barrett. My fellow Americans, even though we judges don't face elections, we still work for you. It is your Constitution that establishes the rule of law and the judicial independence that is so central to it. The oath that I have solemnly taken tonight means at its core that I will do my job without any fear or favor, and that I will do so independently of both the political branches and of my own preferences. I love the Constitution and the democratic republic that it establishes, and I will devote myself to preserving it. Thank you. Wow. Will our new Justice Amy Coney Barrett become a rock star? Is Donald Trump on a roll? Did he look presidential at the uh, swearing-in ceremony for Amy Coney Barrett? Of course he did. Now, is that going to be enough to push him into re-election? We don't know. But I'm telling you, the there's a lot of excited people now that Amy Coney Barrett is sworn in and she's on the Supreme Court and it was a grand slam home run 
by Donald J. Trump and working with Mitch McConnell and Republicans and to make sure she got confirmed by the Senate. I think this president is on a roll, and he needs to build on that momentum, build on the momentum of what he's going to do for America in the next four years, and expose this corruption of the swamp creature named Joe Biden. And that's what we're about to do before we get Mike McCormick on the line and talk to him about what he knows. And, and it'll build on some of the things you heard on last week's show with Rick Gates. If you did not hear that show, go back in the archives and listen to that show and this show and send it out to everybody you know that wants to vote for Joe Biden. Because once they hear these shows, they'll know. They'll know we don't need a swamp creature like Joe Biden and what he has done to just the corruption and the stink that he's brought in 47 years to the United States uh, government. And that's the, what he's done with enriching his family to be caught through his name, even when he was vice president of the United States. And we're going to be talking about that. But let me play this little clip from Newt Gingrich, who was on the Sean Hannity show. Now, how comfortable are you? You have a potential president where the communist Chinese, the Russians, the Ukrainians, and others all have something on his family, and where he lies about it every day. I mean, every time he says, I had nothing to do with it, it's not true. And in one particular case, uh, the Chinese communist dictatorship got $70 million to the University of Pennsylvania. Biden's centers at the University of Pennsylvania, he took out nearly a million dollars personally. So when he says, oh, I didn't get a dime from China. No, he didn't. It was washed through the University of Pennsylvania. Now, that was Newt talking about uh, just the corruption in China, what China holds over the Biden family and Joe Biden in particular. But now, where is the mainstream media they have been, it's pitiful. They've fallen down. Their heads are in the sand purposely, not bringing out this story at all, not even looking at it. When they spent three years on a Russian hoax and uh, 30 hours of testimony in front of uh, the, the, the House committee and Senate committees with Donald Trump Jr. for just a 10-minute meeting. No money. No money. We got Hunter Biden $3.5 million from the former uh, mayor of Moscow's wife. And we go on and on. And Mike's going to get some of these things and put some dates together so we'll better understand them. So just before we get him on, let me play this montage that Sean Hannity had on about the mainstream media and how they're talking about Hunter Biden and all the Biden family corruption. Listen. I just want to deal in fact, because there is so much speculation out there, and there is zero evidence that Hunter Biden or Joe Biden did anything wrong here. We should note, again, and you, you and I have said this in the air many times, there is no evidence that Joe Biden was you know, involved in any wrongdoing. Of course, I want to note that there is no evidence that Joe Biden or Hunter Biden has done anything wrong. I just want to reiterate. And let's be clear for the viewers. There is no evidence Biden did anything wrong. I'll note again, because it's important. There is no, I repeat, no. There is no evidence that either Biden did anything illegal. There's been no evidence. There was no evidence. There's no evidence. There is no evidence. There is not an iota of evidence. No, no evidence. Biden, Biden did, did anything, anything wrong. wrong. There's really no evidence that Joe Biden did anything wrong. Nobody's ever accused uh, it, 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 that. It, it, I mean, there's no evidence whatsoever that Joe Biden did anything wrong. Got that? Part of a Russian uh, disinformation uh, effort. Described by many intelligence experts as having hallmarks. All the hallmark, hallmarks, rather. All the hallmarks of a Russian. Or Russian. Russian disinformation. Russian disinformation. Dis information campaign this is a classic example of the right-wing media machine it's unbelievable it is unbelievable and that's why we got on the line mike mccormick 
He's the vice presidential stenographer. He, he did work with Cheney and also a vice president uh, for several years, uh, vice president Joe Biden, and, and, and a little bit with uh, uh, Mike Pence. So let's get him on the line right now and shine some light on this Biden family corruption. On this week's show, very important, last show before the election, we have author Mike McCormick. He was the vice presidential stenographer, and he's got a new book out that's called uh, Joe Biden Unauthorized and the 2020 Crack-Up of the Democratic Party. So uh, welcome to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, Mike. Thanks, Doc. It's uh, going to be pretty interesting tonight. we got a lot to talk about with this laptop coming out. Wow, there's it's so much stuff. It's still the isn't it? Yes, there's so much stuff coming out. And, and I know you have been in the middle of some of the things for our listeners. You were the stenographer for the press of the vice president, actually for a uh, Dick Cheney, then uh, eight years for uh, Vice President Joe Biden, and then uh, you, you covered, uh, I believe, some with uh, uh, Mike Pence uh, early on. Is that correct? That's right. I and Actually, it was only six years with Joe Biden. There was a brief span of time in the middle of it all where I wasn't in the White House. I had gone to a different job down in Richmond, and then that went away in the downturn, in the big economic downturn, so I came back to the White House and worked with Joe Biden in okay. 2012. But, yeah, I work for those three White Houses, so I don't have an extra grind. You know, I'm kind of a neutral observer, really, and it wasn't until after I left the White House, and I got to see Trump come in, and um, he's so good at what he does that I realized what a great president he is. And then when I realized Joe Biden was going to run for president, I decided to write this book, and I published it in March before all the COVID shutdown and everything. So this isn't a last-minute hit job on by any means. This is kind of a... A, you know, a measured, middle-of-the-road look at Joe, good and bad. But now what we're hearing, there's just so much more bad than I ever understood, really. Well, that's why go, what we'd like to do in this conversation is let you reflect back now that some of these things are coming out with the Hunter Biden laptop and other things, see if we can put some pieces together and, and maybe discover some things that nobody else has talked about. Uh, but your book, actually, like you said, came out in March. You were thinking that book would help separate the, the the log jam of all the Democratic candidates who were running for president and probably let people see that Joe Biden is, wasn't the retail politician that he was for 40, you know, 40 years as a senator. Uh, was that your thought of the book coming out in March of 2020? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, and the thing was, as I was writing the book was when they were impeaching the president. And so that was like November, December. And I, as they were impeaching the president, I started digging into the uh, Ukraine story, and that's when I came up with some interesting things. And we'll talk about that in a little while, right. about what I found with Ukraine. But, you know, the whole thing with Joe, for a long time, what Joe always talked about was he was this big, close friend of the Chinese, especially Xi Jinping, the right. guy who's, a, you know, the current president of China. Chinese. Oh. So it was like, wow, what, now what does Joe say in the election if Trump's standing up to him? There's so much that we really want to uh, just dig into, and I, I've uh, seen your book, and I know I do want to encourage my listeners to go out and get that book because I think you get the beginning of what's going on, and now all this stuff is pouring out about Hunter Biden and some of the things that we can uh, put some pieces together. Just last week we had on our show, um, we had Rick Gates who was talking about uh, Vice President Biden when 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 Rick Gates, who was the deputy 
manager to Trump team, that uh, campaign manager that I got caught up in the Mueller probe and uh, him and pa Paul Manafort. Uh, and one of the things that uh, he was saying that Vice President Biden took six trips to the Ukraine right. uh, and, and, and trying to unearth some of these things that were going on. And one of the things that he got uh, put in jail for and, and Paul Manafort was the fact that they never registered as a foreign agent. And as far as I know, uh, Hunter Biden has never registered as a foreign agent. And yeah, I, I mean, they have to have a grand jury look into this Biden thing and Burisma Plus in China. And I'll, I'll jump into China real quick. There's okay. some really interesting things there. Well, the first time I went to China was with Joe was in 2011 in August. And it was a strange trip because the Chinese started it off. Basically, they roughed up Joe Biden's staff in the middle of one of his uh, speeches. He was doing his meeting. And all of a sudden, they started started shoving everybody out of the out of the room. And it was a big fancy meeting, and all of a sudden, they just treated the staff like nothing. And they did that twice in the same trip. And you were and you were present on this trip. You were at the meeting. I was in there. They were shoving me out too. I wrote about it in the book. And by the way, the book is on on my website, JoeBidenUnauthorized.com is my website. And if you buy it off the website, I donate ten percent to the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund. Oh, great! So back, to the, back to the story in China. So then he he turns over. They started roughing him up. So then they he turned over and started doing what they wanted. About two years later, in February 2012, so they've gone. They're they're getting ready for their big re-election campaign. The the Xi Jinping is now uh, in America. And he and Joe Biden put together this big trip. They're two vice presidents, and they're talking about the future of America with China. And they put together this trip that winds up in Hollywood. And Joe Biden in Hollywood in February 2012 introduces Xi Jinping to all these Hollywood big shots, movie producers, actors, all these guys, and makes a big deal because at the time, Hollywood wanted to get a lot more access into China for the Chinese moviegoers. Movie they wanted to sell more movies. And China had this restriction on how many movies could come in. And Joe, Joe puts together this deal with Xi Jinping, and all of a sudden the Hollywood guys are delighted because they've got all this new access. So that was a big thing for the Democrats. A lot of the Hollywood people were uh, Democratic donors. Right. A lot of, for both Barack, uh, Barack Obama and Joe Biden. And I think that's why Joe Biden eventually wound up being uh, this presidential candidate this time. Because he had a lot of backing out of Hollywood based on this deal. But what we've seen out of China is how China has manipulated that deal into they've changed, they've sort of taken over the messaging of what Hollywood can and can't do. And they're weighing heavily on sort of influencing the culture through our Hollywood movies. And some people in Hollywood are upset about it. You know, Trump stood up to the, to the Chinese with the trade war that he put on. And that was the right thing to do. Everybody, I agree, I think. Most people on the line would agree that was a smart thing he did. He really had to. Joe Biden is not that guy. Joe Biden will do what the Chinese tell him to do. And in 2013, as his reward for doing this big deal for, with Hollywood, he went over there. And I was on that trip. This is December 2013. And this is when Hunter was on the plane. And right. this is when they started rewarding the Biden family. And I don't think it was much as a reward as it sounds like it was what they call a, a honeypot. Where you know they trap a guy, they set put, uh, you know it's a it's a like a intelligence service term, a honeypot trap. Let me jump in here, Mike. I, I know our listeners want to know what a honeypot trap is, 
and I want you to tell them. But let me just remind everybody, you're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net. This is Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. We are talking to Mike McCormick, the author of the book called Joe Biden Unauthorized. We are shining a light on the Biden family corruption. And Mike McCormick is really helping us out and shining a bright light because he knows some of the things. He worked with the Bidens for many years. And now, uh, as we talked about his book, uh, just remind everybody, Doc Holliday's got a book, wrote along with Dr. Alveda King, Dr. Alex McFarlane, called Bedrock Truths. You can get that book by going to www.docholliday.org, Holiday of two L's in it. So go there and order that book. And now, uh, Mike, just tell us what this honeypot trap is. And you, you know, hold out this bait while the bait is usually an attractive young woman, and the old guy gets in trouble. And then there's video tapes. Well, that's basically what they did Hunter Biden. They did it with a lot of money, and they did it with young, young people that he was going around with over there. And so it just is really sleazy and seemly what they started to do there in China. And it just is shocking to me. Now, Mike, you know, go back just a second, because we know uh, we're talking about the Biden laptop, and, all, and, and it's probably some uh, very unseemly, they said, uh, photographs and even films of cocaine and, and women on and on that laptop. Or, or do you think that uh, the Chinese maybe set up Hunter as far as uh, with women in China? Is that what you were implying then, or are you just saying it was the more the money in the honeypot uh, trap? I think it was both, and I think Hunter was so badly in the drug that he couldn't control himself. Mm. And I think he got pulled into some really bad situations that, you know, he just didn't have self-control to be able And Vice President Biden should have known that. And, you know, at the time, Hunter Biden had a secret service yeah. I don't mm. know how they arranged to get him out and all that trouble, but he was in trouble. In the middle of being protected by the secret service, and he's the vice president's son. This is a foreign security national risk that they did, and there's no excuse for it. So what this what this laptop is, and I have every belief that it is accurate. It's not a Russian plant. It's just Joe Biden and Hunter Biden being dumb and greedy, and that's what they did, and they got caught on a laptop. Wow, and that's where you were talking about this trip, and it's 2013, but this was this was not the trip that. Um, now, Hunter Biden got the uh, hedge fund deal, is it? Or it was another one after yeah, this? That's the trip. So that's oh. when he goes and he starts doing the, the deal. And that deal was run through the Chinese government. So they sort of, you know, they're slowly but surely pulling the Bidens into their orbit. And, you know, they're trapped. I mean, it right now the trap is coming out. Uh, and so, you know, they've got this laptop. I don't know who, how the, the actual connections are between who has a laptop, but the computer repairman is the guy who sort of, I mean, I, I believe his story. I think that's a reasonable way that he got this laptop, and I, knowing the, the Bidens, I know them, and the stuff that they've admitted to, um, I think this is Hunter Biden just being stupid and greedy and getting caught being careless. Boy, so this is 2013, this is December. Uh-huh. It turns into 2014. Joe Biden really wants to run for president. But all of a sudden, Bo gets sick, and they don't tell anybody. And he didn't, they didn't really know how seriously sick he was. But that really started to hurt on Hunter. So Hunter starts getting even worse. And he goes, and so Joe goes over to Ukraine, 
And I think what happened was Joe went to Ukraine. I was on trips with him to Ukraine, and Poland is really where it happened. He yeah. goes into tell, tell us about now, how does Poland get pulled into this? This is where it gets interesting. Both Hunter Biden and Devin Archer, the two guys that are in uh, that little company they had that got all this, they were on the board of Barista. Uh-huh. Both of them had said in, in various news reports, they got pulled onto the Burisma board by a guy named Alexander Kwasniewski. Alexander Kwasniewski is an old friend. I have this in my book. He's an old friend of the Biden family. He was the president of, of Poland when Joe and he were working on getting uh, Poland into NATO back in the early 2000s. Okay. Well, and, and then he comes to America, and he's working at Georgetown as like a guest lecturer. And both Joe and Hunter were big supporters of, of Georgetown, so they had a lot of cross staff. Joe goes to, uh, in March, he goes to Poland, and he's talking about, we have to help Ukraine because Ukraine and Poland are neighbors. we got to help your neighbor, Ukraine, with their energy security. And who does he talk to there in, in Poland? I don't have specific records of it, but I think he went and talked to, that's where he talked to this guy, Paul Zmuski. And uh-huh. he set it up with Kwasniewski. I'll, I'll bring some stuff in for Burisma. Because at that time, Kwasniewski was on the board of Burisma Holdings. He just named it the board of Burisma Holdings in January. Okay. In January, Kwasniewski is on the board. March, he meets with, he, essentially, they cross paths in Poland with Vice President Biden. And the next thing you know, Hunter and Devin Archer are on the board of Burisma. And that's what a grand jury has to dig into. they got to dig that out. I don't have the proof in front of me, but I smell a rat there. And that's the same rat that, that uh, President Trump smelled. Now, tell, tell, uh, getting us overall picture, Crimea was invaded, a part of Ukraine, for our listeners who don't know. Crimea was a part of Ukraine, but Russia, when Putin came in and invaded Crimea, when Joe Biden was vice president, and, and, and President Obama was there, and, of course, our intelligence had to know, had to known that was about to happen, and yet they just, you know, it happened, and they go, oh, we, we were surprised. But now, yeah. do you think that had any ties in the move in this Burisma and the, and the gas company? Uh, was that, that in any way tied into that? Well, it's interesting you ask that. So what happened was Joe Biden is a phone guy. He's always on the phone. He was on the phone. The, the situation in Ukraine started in around December. So right about the time that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden go to China, Ukraine starts breaking out in this revolution. And Joe Biden is in China, but he's also on the phone to Ukraine. He's on the phone to the president of Ukraine saying, don't hurt those demonstrators, don't hurt those demonstrators. Uh-huh. In the middle of February in 2014, the guy who's the president of Ukraine starts killing the demonstrators out in the street. And Joe Biden gets on the phone and says, you've got to stop killing these guys. We're going to come after you. You're going to face the National Court of Justice. And so the guy stops shooting. And he leaves Ukraine, flees back to uh, Moscow. That's where, you know, he was sort of Putin puppet. Uh-huh. And the democratic movement starts up in Ukraine. So for that reason, Joe Biden is highly regarding Ukraine. And he becomes the point man on Ukraine. And as part of that, he, lo- he knows he's got to help the Ukrainian energy industry. And, oh, by the way, I'll just fly uh, Hunter and um, Devin Archer into these board seats and give them a lot of money. And that'll help Hunter. And in his back of his mind, he wants to backstop Hunter because Hunter, Hunter is, in his personal life, is spiraling out of control. And I think Joe set it up 
you know, it, to me, at first, I thought Joe set it up to sort of help Hunter, but now I think Joe set it up to make a big chunk of money for himself. We'll see. That's what a grand jury has to come. I think Donald Trump's going to win this election, and Donald Trump's going to name a grand jury to investigate this whole prop, this whole mess. Well, I mean, it needs to be. It's unbelievable. We've gotten through four years of President Trump, and, and, and none of this has been investigated by the media. The media says it's already been looked at, and and, yeah. and, 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 and there's nothing there. <laughs> no, and they don't want to listen to me when I tell them about my book. I really appreciate you putting it on the radio because no one wants to hear it. And I've been trying to push this story around D.C., and it's just sort of stonewalled. But, you know, it's coming out, and the thing is, didn't come out with a grand jury investigation. And the thing that I found that was really astonishing to me was, as I was digging into this, I came across some records of the White House visitor law. Well, this is the people that come and go in and out of the White House, uh-huh. and they keep, the Secret Service keeps a record of who they are. Well, in 2014, so this was right after Joe has gone into Poland and made this quid pro quo deal with these Burisma guys, I'll give you uh, energy of relief support, and you put Hunter on your board. Uh-huh. He then uh, is on his way to Ukraine to sort of finalize that side of it. As he's getting ready to go to Ukraine, there's a meeting in the White House on April 15, 2014, with Barack Obama, David Axelrod, Jim Messina, and David Plouffe in the, in the Roosevelt room at 4.30 in the afternoon. Joe Biden is not in this meeting. Intentionally, this meeting is set up because Joe Biden is out of the building, and they want to talk about Joe Biden, because I think they know there's some sketchy stuff going on with Hunter. And and Joe's about to go over to Ukraine and do this this deal with Burisma. And they're, they're like going, huh, we got some red flags going on here. Right. They had this meeting. I don't know what was said in the meeting. That's why we have to have a grand jury. But after the meeting, first thing in the morning, David Axelrod goes to a one-on-one meeting with Joe Biden and the Naval Observatory. It only shows up in the records. No one's reported this out there. There's no newspaper reporting, no TV reporting. It's in my book, and that's it. And, you know, uh, Mike, it's in your book, and you remember, if anybody remembers back during the Democratic primaries, David Axelrod was not a friend of Joe Biden. He kept Exactly. He he would come out for other candidates and, and, and really try to, I think, push Joe Biden down so someone else would get in there. And, and exactly, I, I right. remember that. One hundred percent right. He was undermining Joe Biden all the time. Yep, and there was no trust between the two. But uh, Axelrod didn't like Biden for doing all his side deals. He talked about it in the memoir that David Axelrod wrote. So yeah, and and so Axelrod goes and has this meeting. Four hours after he has this meeting, this one-on-one breakfast, Joe Biden meets in his wrestling office with Devin Archer, his son's business partner. And there's this, just before these guys get named to the board of Burisma, I think they told Joe Biden, don't do it. Joe Biden ignored him. He went ahead with it. We know what the final outcome was. Those guys got millions of dollars out of Burisma. Mike, let me, think, let me stop you real quick because you, yeah. you're talking about they met, you know, uh, Joe Biden met with uh, Hunter or Devin Archer. Is that on the books? Devin Archer being uh, meeting with Joe Biden? Do we know that by uh, White House logs? Yeah. That's in the White House laws, and that was previously reported in um, Peter Schweitzer's book, uh, okay. Washington, you know, Profiles and Corruption or something right. like that. Okay. And uh, so that was previously reported, and I was looking at that meeting, and I said, huh, I want to look at this. And I went through the White House laws, and I looked at the date, and I, 
the first person that was in the White House that day in the White House complex was Axelrod. I was like, why is Axelrod on this, this thing? And yeah. I looked over, it was the vice president's residence. I was like, wait a minute, why is Axelrod talking to the vice president? He doesn't like them. And that's what that's how I started digging into this. Wow. I mean, that that is so some uh, fire where the smoke is. Uh, when yeah. you see the smoke, and, and but again, like you said, it takes a grand jury to really uh, separate it out and find out what's going on. But now, and, and like I said, Rick Gates was saying how these trips that uh, uh, Vice President uh, Biden took to uh, the Ukraine, so he came back once Biden, uh, once uh, his son Hunter and Devin Archer were on the board of Burisma, he came back to the uh, Ukraine. Is that correct? Yeah, he went back a couple times. Um, there was another important trip that also occurred right after about a middle of May, 2014. This was just about a couple of weeks after Joe has gone to Ukraine for the first time with all his aid. He goes to Cyprus. It's a funny trip. It's a weird place for a vice president to go. No vice president's gone there since Lyndon Johnson. Wow. Uh-huh. So he goes to Cyprus. Cyprus is the money laundering capital of Europe. All the Russian mafia guys and Ukrainian mafia guys have their money laundering there. That's where Burisma Holdings is registered. Mm. The guy who runs Burisma Holdings, Michael Zlachevsky, is in Cyprus. That's where all his dirty money goes into when he's trying to launder it. He, I don't know what happened to Joe Biden there, but we got to get a grand jury to investigate because he was there for a day and a half, and there's it's just an out-of-the-way, nondescript trip, and they could have got together, and we got to Somebody's got to ask him. Nobody's asked him. No press has ever asked him. Did you talk to Michael Ozarczewski when you're in Cyprus? Nobody's asked him this stuff. You know, this is unbelievable. He's we got a presidential election in just a few yeah. days, and nobody's asked him. Of course, he doesn't make himself available to the press. Even if the press uh, would have somebody to ask him that, he doesn't make himself available. So I'm glad you're on, Mike, and telling us these things uh, and, and about Cyprus, and then. It's just, uh, it's unbelievable how uh, all this is, they, they've uh, hidden it ever since we knew, even with the impeachment, that something was going on, and now the, the news media just acts like uh, they're, they're putting their head in the sand. Yeah, and the thing is, so Obama has this meeting with these guys, so they knew Joe Biden was committing malfeasance, and the thing that I talk about in the book is, and this is why I, call, I called it, and the 20 crack up, 2020 crack up the Democratic Party. Those guys knew, so they covered it up. That's a cover-up involving Barack Obama and those guys in that meeting. And the question is, how far into the Democratic Party does it go? Because they impeached Donald Trump over the fact that he thought Joe Biden was doing something crooked in Ukraine. And lo and behold, Joe Biden was doing something crooked in Ukraine, and it was an illegitimate impeachment. And so they've got to go back and look at who did Obama talk to about this malfeasance of Joe Biden? Did he talk to Nancy Pelosi? Did he talk to Chuck Schumer? How many Democrats that voted for it knew that Joe did, in fact, commit malfeasance in office? That's a really serious thing. That's what a grand jury really has to do. Theoretically, every Democrat that voted for that impeachment, Senate and House, should be in front of a grand jury and under oath explaining why they voted the way they voted. That is why, Mike, what you just brought out is so true. Everyone, you know, how many knew this uh, about uh, what, what, how far the vice president had gone? We know President Obama knew it. Axelrod knew it. They had the meeting about it. And, and then uh, 
and, and they, they've uh, covered it up. You talk about a cover-up, you think Watergate's a cover-up. Man, this is a lot bigger than Watergate when you talk about covering something up. Exactly. This, this is really serious. This is right, and this is right at the, at the, at the election. We've got to get Donald Trump in there, and they got to get a grand jury to look at this. Well, uh, Mike, thank you so much for being on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. I want everybody to go out and read your book, Joe Biden Unauthorized. Uh, you've opened up so much, which needs to be said and, and, and questions that need to be asked. So thank you for coming on this show, and hopefully we'll get some answers one day. Thanks, Doc. Thanks for having me, and we're going to win this election, and it's going to be an interesting year. Yeah, let's remind everybody to get out and vote, take somebody with you, find somebody who, who probably wasn't going to vote, and drag them to the polls because it's, it's whoever gets the most people out is going to win. That's it. Mike McCormick, thank you for being on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. It is the most important election of our lifetimes, many say, in the history of America. You can't find two more contrasting figures running for president. you got a choice between President Donald J. Trump and, and his uh, recognized, proven way to build an economy. And we had a great economy for the coronavirus came in from china but now we got biden who wants to push us towards socialism so you have got to make the decision to get out and vote there is no sitting on the couch and watching you got to get involved this is what america is this is what freedom is about if you love your liberty get out and vote make sure everybody you know votes for donald j trump and get him a a Republican House and a Republican Senate, very important. And Mike McCormick, what a great job he's done in helping us shine this light on the swamp creature known as Joe Biden and the corruption of the Biden family. And tell your friends and neighbors, anybody who wants to vote for Joe Biden, tell them to listen to this show and last week's show with Rick Gates. And let's get the word out there. Donald J. Trump needs to be reelected president of the United States. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.